homily podcast for the second Sunday in Lent, Year A. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain where they could be alone. There in their presence he was transfigured. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared to them. They were talking with him. Then Peter spoke to Jesus. Lord, he said, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when suddenly a bright cloud covered them with shadow, and from the cloud there came a voice which said, This is my son, the beloved. He enjoys my favor. Listen to him. When they heard this, the disciples fell on their faces, overcome with fear. But Jesus came up and touched them. Stand up, he said. Do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one but only Jesus. As they came down from the mountain, Jesus gave them this order. Tell no one about the vision until the Son of Man has risen. This second week of Lent provides the opportunity to thank God for all the love and care we find being given to us by others. In the Gospels we often see Jesus moving to the help of anxious disciples and giving them confidence to stand up or going to the outcasts and giving them hope. We know how Jesus works as the servants of all, providing dignity and healing for the sick in mind and body. We in our turn can think about all those who give us the same courage to carry on. When we read the words, do not be afraid, we remember all those faithful friends who have helped us to face our fears. Is there anyone we know in our lives who is in need of encouragement? What can we do to alleviate their fears? Paul writes to his friend Timothy and encourages him to rely on the Spirit of God during testing times. He reminds him that the resurrection has already happened and that Jesus has won the victory for all. However, this doesn't mean all things will be easy for Timothy as he witnesses to the Gospel. Matthew is telling us something similar too. The events leading up to the resurrection will be full of difficulties for the disciples. So Jesus takes the chosen three, and us, into this mountainous dreamscape, and he gives a glimpse of the glory of the future times with the description of Jesus' transfiguration. 
This event has many layers of meaning. It indicates that the light of God was seen in the face of Christ, which shone like the sun, as his clothes became white as light. This is not a scientific description, but more like a video snapshot that's trying to tell us that Jesus is Son of God. It's a call to every disciple who reads or listens to the Gospel that the Apostles became partakers in the divine nature of Jesus. It poetically points to the end of time when the whole of creation will be transfigured by this same divine nature. The language used by Matthew is not like an historical essay, but almost dreamlike and reminiscent of other epic events in the Old Testament involving Moses and Elijah. The baptism of Jesus is also recalled in the words, My Beloved Son, that refers back to Isaiah and Jesus becoming the suffering servant in order to fulfil all the expectations of the Saviour. Perhaps Matthew hopes that future disciples, knowing these truths, can then become more trusting and hopeful in the face of suffering, as indicated again by Paul in the first reading. For myself, I find the reaction of Peter, James and John bowled over in fear and confusion most reassuring, and in particular the way in which Matthew describes the action of Jesus towards them, up you get and don't be afraid. This demonstration of the loving concern shown by Jesus for Peter, James and John is what I find awe-inspiring. This trio of close friends were about to enter into suffering and fear that would demand all their strength, courage and loyalty. They would accompany Jesus to the Garden of Gethsemane and would soon see him scourged and dying in total disgrace. On the mountain were given a preview of the resurrection an event that lived in the early Christians' hearts as a vision of the future. The thing I try to cling hold of here during any personal difficult moments is the fact that Jesus was deeply concerned for them and consequently, reassuringly, we are included in this compassion. Jesus touched them and us. He encourages us to be strong. Up you get. Don't be afraid of anything in this world. Is something he speaks to each soul in his car. With thoughts like this, we can all face our demons and try to join Timothy in fearlessly spreading the good news about the kingdom of God. for us all Now in or at the foot of the cross Let every tongue confess that you are Lord Sound the trumpet beat the drum Sound the trumpet beat the drum Trumpet beat the drum Sound the trumpet 
Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet. Jesus, you were not bound by the grave. Jesus, you're alive. Now in or at the power of your love, let every tongue confess that you Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet. Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet. Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet. Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet. Sound the trumpet, beat the drum. Sound the trumpet. Sound the